0: Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Thursday. I'm getting ready to go to the OR. We got a little brain surgery to do and some other stuff to do today. And you're going to hear this on Friday morning. Um, Just giving this little bonus episode for the paid subscribers this week because the Monday episode, the Mind Change Monday episode, I really felt strongly that I was supposed to release it to everybody. So I promise you you'd have another episode just for you this week. And here it is. And I'm just going to give you one thought. We're going to fully expound on this um, probably next week. And then I'm going to have John Bevere on the show again sometime in April or May to talk about his new book, The Awe of God. And it's an amazing look at the biblical concept of the fear of the Lord. Um, Really, the second book I've read in the last couple of years that that blew my mind on that topic. The first was Michael Reeve's book, Rejoice and Tremble, which was one of the best books I read in 2021. And it's really a great look uh, at how the fear of God can make your whole life better. And and it's confusing when we talk about the fear of the Lord because you you don't want to be afraid of God. And that's not what it means. The biblical concept of the fear of the Lord, as John says, really awe is a better term. Not to go around being afraid of him, but as Oswald Chambers said, if you fear God, you will fear nothing else. But if you don't fear God, you will fear everything else. So I found a scripture this week that kind of blew my brain open. I want to give you one thought from Michael Reeve's book, one thought from John Bevere's book, one scripture that I ran across that that I never saw in this light before, and one song from Tommy Walker called, you guessed it, The Fear of the Lord. And we're just going to talk about one of the most important ways to change your mind and change your life. To find hope and peace is to get closer to God, to nuzzle up under His mighty power, to be appropriately in awe of Him, and why that's such a surprising sort of power flex that actually ends up making you stronger and less weak, more confident and less afraid and more free and less imprisoned getting closer to him and living within his guardrails and his strength. This amazing concept is really going to be a short little talk because i got to go to surgery, but I just wanted to give you this for Friday morning so you can go into the weekend with something powerful to chew on, and I want you, most importantly, to remember what Lisa always tells us. You can't change your life until you change your mind, my friend, but through the power of self-brain surgery, the good news is you can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Okay, I got this one thought for you today. All right, we're going to start with a little concept that I got from actually from Erwin McManus's book, the genius of Jesus. Erwin McManus is an amazing writer. He's a minister in, in the California area and I love his books, but I ran across uh, his book that came out last year, the genius of Jesus. And it just blew me away. And I'm trying to get him on the podcast. it, it the scheduling is hard. He doesn't um, do interviews on Fridays, and so that's the, the only day of my week that really works. And so we're trying to find some time uh, out in the future where I can have a day that I can get him on the show. But The Genius of Jesus is worth your time and worth a read for you. But in the book, The Genius of Jesus... Um, man has talked about what is a genius and what makes a genius unique and and you know we're all fascinated with these prodigies and little kids who can play you know Tchaikovsky when they're 4 and stuff like that and we're and we're fascinated by uh, athletes who perform at higher levels than anybody else and the musicians who can do things that no one else can do and mathematicians who are prodigies and all that we're always fascinated by geniuses but the one thing about geniuses is that genius is never transferable? Uh, he makes this point that you couldn't spend a day shooting, you know, free throws with Michael Jordan, and his his amazing basketball talent would not seep into you, and all of a sudden you can dunk a basketball like he could. The genius of athleticism is not transferable from one person to another. You couldn't spend, you know, a year painting at the side of da Vinci or Michelangelo or Caravaggio or any of those folks, and all of a sudden you're a world-class artist, right? The genius is not transferable. You couldn't spend a couple of days with Warren Buffett and become the best investor known to man. Genius is not transferable. But he makes this amazing point. When you spend time with Jesus, when you get to know Jesus, you become more like him. His genius of seeing things and turning systems on their head and and seeing how people are, are getting it wrong and showing them that the heart is more important than the brain, it's transferable. When you spend time with Jesus, when you read him and study him and follow him and get to know him, you become more like him. You can't become more like Michael Jordan by practicing basketball more. But you can become more like Jesus Christ, the king of the universe, by spending more time with him. His genius is transferable. And I thought of that when I read Michael Reeves' book, um, Rejoice and Tremble, which is all about the fear of the Lord. And Michael Reeves' book, the, the Surprising Good News of the Fear of the Lord, is the subtitle, "Rejoice and Trimble, Rejoice and Tremble, The Surprising Good News of the Fear of the Lord. And Michael Reeves makes this incredible point. Here it is. Here's the truth for every Christian who needs the strength to rise above his or her anxieties or who needs the strength to pursue an unpopular but righteous course. The fear of the Lord. Listen, friend, look in my eyes as my dad would say. The fear of the Lord, Michael Rees writes, is the only fear that imparts strength. This is especially vitally true for anyone who call who is called to any sort of leadership for the strength this fear gives us is uniquely a humble strength those who fear God are simultaneously humbled and strengthened before his beauty and magnificence thus they are kept gentle and preserved from being overbearing in their strength here's a mind-blowing idea for you christian leadership Christian power is the only type of leadership in the history of the world that serves others more than it serves itself. Think about that for a moment. Politicians get in power, and what do they always do? They almost always give in to the siren song of power for the sake of power and for enriching themselves. This is how our politicians who make $100,000 a year finish their career in Congress worth hundreds of millions of dollars. They serve themselves at your cost, right? Christian power, Christ says, you get to the top by laying down your life. You you become the first by being the last. You you win by losing. You, you You live by laying your life down. Christian power is the only power that serves others at its own expense. And the fear of God is the only type of fear that actually makes you less afraid. Because as Oswald Chambers said, you have to be afraid of everything, but if you fear God, you don't have to be afraid of anything. And so in the context of that, I ran across this scripture yesterday in Psalm 53 that I don't know how I ever didn't notice it before. That Psalm 53 starts with a famous verse. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and their ways are vile. There is no one who does good. So David goes on. You've heard all this before. God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. But everyone has turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Paul quotes that again in the New Testament. But then check this out. I don't know how I never saw this. In the NIV, in verse 5 of Psalm 53, after he said, The fool says in his heart there is no God. Everybody's corrupt. Nobody's following him. Verse 5 hits me right between the eyes. Here, Here's the verse. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread when there was nothing to dread. But there they are, overwhelmed with dread when there was nothing to dread. You think about our society today, the secular society that says, don't you know, there's no truth. You've got your truth and I've got my truth and there's no God and everything's just about being happy and following your own lead and all of that stuff. And And they're presumably... They're just living their life, taking one moment at a time and doing their thing and the thing that makes them happy. But at the same time, we're the most medicated, anxious, therapy-seeking society in all of Western history, in all of history of humanity. We're nervous. We're depressed. We're anxious. We're stressed. We're overworked and overtired. And we're afraid of everything. We're afraid the climate's going to jump up and kill us all. We're afraid, you know, look at the news. What's going on out there? We're afraid of China and we're afraid of Russia and we're afraid of the, the white supremacists that seem to be lurking in every corner if you watch the news. We're afraid of everything, even at the same time that we think we're in control and we can just keep building better societies and be stronger and better people. And God says thousands of years ago, but there they are, overwhelmed with dread when there was nothing to dread. So my friend, the question for today, the only message I want to give you is how do you live your life in a way that you don't have to be afraid of anything? And I'll tell you the answer. The answer is you need to get some wisdom and you need to understand that the fear of the Lord is the path to not being afraid of anything else. Let me read you a little little excerpt from John Bevere, and this is where we'll finish up today. John Bevere's new book, The Awe of God, one of the most important, I'm, I'm not... There's no hyperbole here. One of the most important books I've ever read. And we're lining up John to be on the podcast to talk about it. But he talks about it in one of the last chapters of the book, chapter 39, is called The Most Important Thing. And here's what he says. The topic in this chapter is so vast that an entire book could be written on it alone, yet to avoid it would make the message incomplete. So, approach this chapter as an introduction to this important aspect of holy fear. Listen to these words from our Creator's heart, words of life, words of truth, words that protect, words that will endure beyond the sun, moon, and stars, words surer than the earth we stand upon. Here it is, Proverbs three thirteen and 15. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. The Bible says it plain, friend, nothing in the world is as important as learning to have godly wisdom. There is no riches. There's no super lottery win. There's no athletic achievement. There's no relationship. There's no anything that can compare with you getting wisdom. Proverbs 4, 7, good news translation, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And once you find it, it will guide you down delightful paths. All wisdom's ways are satisfying, Proverbs 3.17. And the punchline, Psalm 111.10 and Proverbs 9.10, both say it this way. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You get this right, friend. You get nuzzled up against God and his mighty power. And remember what C.S. Lewis said in the Chronicles of Narnia. Lucy said of the lion, Aslan, who represented Jesus. She said, is he Safe? And the answer was no, he's not safe, but he's good. God is the raging lion, but he's also the lamb. He's the king who will lay his life down for you, and he is always good, and he's always in your interest if you follow him. And wisdom helps you find your way through life in a way that gets you closer and closer and closer to the kind of life that produces that godliness and that hope and that happiness that we're all seeking. Godly wisdom, friend, is the most important thing we can seek. And James tells us, he promises us that if we ask for wisdom, God will never turn us away. Right? So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But that means we need to get dialed in on what it means to live a life in holy fear and reverence and awe. Proverbs fourteen twenty seven says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. Okay? You get it with me? The fear of the Lord is the most important thing to seek wisdom, to find Him, to get close to Him. Let me just put it this way. When you're afraid of... Everything, when you're overwhelmed with dread, you can't find hope, you can't find peace, you can't take a step forward. And when you're living your life pursuing your own truth, you can't find security because as soon as you think you found the thing that will make you happy, some circumstance will come along and make you unhappy again by taking that thing away. Right? If you think you're happy when you finally make it to the NFL, then you tear your ACL and you're not going to be happy anymore. You think you're happy when you finally get a million dollars in the bank? Well, the government will wreck the economy and inflation will go up 7% and that million dollars is only worth 400,000 now and you're not happy anymore. You think you're happy when you finally get the girl or when that guy finally proposes to you and then they get stage four pancreas cancer and die and you're not happy anymore because you tied your happiness to some external circumstance. Wisdom teaches you a different way. And the fear of the Lord says, I can hold on to him. And I know, and this is what the whole prehab part of the treatment plan in my new book, Hope is the First Dose, is about. We make our decisions about who God is before we hit those massive things in our life, before we encounter those huge things. And that's what the fear of the Lord is, is putting everything in the perspective that the only thing to be afraid of is having to go through life without God at your side. That's the only thing that's really worth you being overwhelmed about. And you don't have to be because he promises you, if you seek him, you will find him. He's already at the door knocking. He's just waiting on you. So friend, from a neuroscience perspective, fear goes away when you, when you supplant it with truth, with memory, with movement towards hope, fear gets better. Anxiety gets better. Depression gets better. Hope rises when you put your mind on better things. That's why Paul told us a long time ago in Philippians four, set your mind on these things. they are better things to think about. So friend, today, short message, i got to get to the operating room. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you, if you are properly in awe of God and seeking His protection and His guidance and His friendship and His accompaniment through your life, you have nothing else to be afraid of. That's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the self surgery you need for today is to get that in your mind that you can have it if you seek Him Jeremiah says, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. He's got a plan for you, friend, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. He doesn't want you to be overwhelmed with dread in the world. He wants you to be secure and safe. He wants you to remember that hope is the first dose of the treatment plan that will get you on the path to finding the light again, no matter what you've been through. And he wants you to remember, as Tommy Walker's about to sing to us, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the good news is, friend, you can start today.
1: Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom light, oh meaning and joy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So let us worship. Let us bow down, let us feel our power. We will praise you, O God Forever and ever, Lord In the congregation With your people We remember your word So let us work Oh, oh God, oh God, oh God. Let us fear